Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before I jump into this week's episode of SUP, I have a few things I want to go over. Um, first and foremost, to all my now 625 patrons on Patreon, thank you so much for your support of this podcast. I say it every week and I mean it every week. You guys are the reason that I get to do this project and you guys are the reason that I'm going to be recapping season one coming soon for a patron only season of Sex Unique Podcast. And I just, I'm in like an eternal gratitude mode for you guys giving me the gift of being able to make so much content about Vanderpump Rules. Like it's a dream come true. And I really owe a lot of it to you guys. So love you all. I cherish your support and stay tuned for more info in regards to the season one recap. If you want to join this wild journey of mine and help support Sex Unique Podcast, you can visit www.patreon.com slash Podcast, And it is there that you will find all the information you need to become a supporter, supporter, get it? There are great reward tiers based on how much money you want to pledge. I urge you to check it out. There are a lot of different ways to get involved and support the pod. So think about becoming a patron. If this podcast has made you law or gives you joy for as little as $1 per episode, you'll have access to weekly bonus episodes. There's other content at other tiers that you can have access to, but $1 an episode gets you in and gets you access to the season one recap that's coming soon. So check it out, www.patreon.com slash sexyuniquepodcast. I also just want to take a quick moment and shout out one of my sexy unique listeners named Katie, and not Katie Maloney, but a different Katie, who it's been brought to my attention has just been diagnosed with breast cancer and is about to start her treatment journey. And I don't know a lot of the details, but I'm sure that any case of cancer is a major troll. And 
Katie, I want you to know that I'm sending you really good vibes. And from what I gather, it seems like you're surrounded by a lot of Lawler friends who really care about you. And I hope that you stay strong and that you keep your head up. I'm just sending you love and light and wishing you a speedy recovery. And now, without further ado, I give you the sexy, unique podcast. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy. I hope you cakes up. Love it with the beach. Here we go so in. Come and go with a friend. You be both win. Hey, Khaleesi's. I have a very exciting guest tonight. Um that I'm happy to welcome into my home to law with me about tonight's episode of Vanderpump Rules. It's Ben Mandelker from Watch What Crappens. I almost said Watch What Happens. That's okay. It's, it's listen, it's a common mistake. Hi. I'm Hi. so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, this is like, this is like a thrill to be here in, in the middle of this dynamic season of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> it's finally all happening for us. I it's, feel like this is a long time coming. Yeah. So I'm glad that it's like, like and I'm glad it's, to fruition. Yeah, in, in this season of all seasons. Yeah, this, this season, is, this fiery season. Yeah, a Vando. It's it's yeah, a Vando. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, V Pumps has been just so good. <laughs> it really has been. I mean, it has. It's been truly. It's it's back. Like it now makes me realize how the past two seasons were kind of like a dip, and yeah. then because this one's just so rich. Yeah, this one. I, I mean, I've. I will say that Vanderpump Rules has never had a bad season. No, there's never been a bad season. True. They just have, they just have either amazing, excellent, iconic seasons or like very good, really awesome seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? sad sad. Like they start to make stuff look boring by comparison. Yeah. Like they're, ac- they make their own actions look boring by comparison, which is a hard thing to do. Yeah. But this season, I feel like this season is up there with seasons one and two, which oh, are absolutely. just in their own tier. Mm-hmm. This season, I think is, just phenomenal uh and it makes me look back to those sort of like um almost forgettable seasons at least for vanderpump rules yeah where like kristen had to ship in a random girl from florida to spice things up for half an episode you mm-hmm. know it's like we, we've come so far we've come so far yeah and, but kristen's still flying people in using still. her frequent flyer miles putting yeah. them to good use but like i just I'm really into like, I feel like the dynamics of the show are like cementing themselves in such a way Mm -hmm. that now I could just watch this show forever. Yeah. Like I need it to last for like 20 more seasons. And I think it will. I think it will because it's just that good. I I feel like in a weird way, maybe when Stassi left the show, the show was sort of like lost at sea for a little bit, but then she came back and it still was like, but it's weird because she's not back, whatever. Yeah. And now, like you said, everyone is finally sort of like recovering from that and then lala sort of did that too and now everyone's just like back we're locked and in ready to play yeah locked you know? and loaded we're all committed committed we're like this is what we're doing with our lives yeah and they're like you know what as to make up for the past few seasons of like a little bit of weird <laughs> castness let's just let's have let's accuse everyone of cheating not yeah. just one or two like everyone and have fun with it go down the line go down the line because so wait is Kristen next is she like the next person to be accused did she and james like potentially hook up i feel it, like someone was it saying it seems that. like that's what the trailer is is suggesting that she and james may have done something because she's the one she's the one who's gotten scot-free out of this yeah i guess tom and ariana also are 
I've, I've gotten out of it okay this season in terms of the cheating scandals, mm-hmm. but um, Kristen seems like she's due. Yeah, Kristen is due. I'm ready for more Dodie storylines. I am too. I she, miss her. She's almost a little forgotten in this amazing season. She's almost an she's afterthought. Being left in the dust in a lot of ways. Yeah. But you know what I heard recently, which I loved for her, which is someone told me that Carter is actually like a very legitimate photographer who makes a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Which I didn't understand that that was what the deal was. But then when they told me that, I was like, God damn it. Good yeah. for her. Good for her. Good for Kristen. I still don't really know what she does. Me either. Like she, she had a t-shirt line at some sort, at some point. Like she just does the show and then is a vegaholic. Yeah. She's sort of like ephemeral. Like, yeah. I don't know. She just, like, we, she has become more and more of a mystery. She's mm-hmm. been building a mystery, as Sarah McLaughlin would say. Uh, yes. <laughs> In the words of Sarah herself. Yeah. Um. yeah. I don't know. Cause like Kristen, she's not, I don't, I feel like I don't see her around town that much. Whereas yeah. other one, other people, it's like you could run into them or like know their whereabouts. Yes. And she's I, elusive. She's very elusive. Like I don't, I can't tell is she west side or is she east side? She's actually lives like 10 minute walk away from here. They oh. showed her and Carter's apartment building and I was like, Oh my God, that's that place. And I like go by it yeah. every day. That is actually one of the true joys of watching Vanderpump rules here and living here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Is is whenever they cut in between apartments or whatever, I invariably a moment where I pause the DVR and then do like a frame by frame, like back up to see if I can, I can figure out the streets or wherever, where they are. I think I have narrowed down, um, like that, the, the Jacks, Schwartz, Katie, Brittany complex. Oh yeah. I think it, it looks like if I can remember correctly, it looks like it's just South of the sunset strip, right? It's actually just North of Melrose. Oh my goodness. Why did it look that? Because it oh, that makes so much. Those you know buildings why? look like the. That makes sense. You know why? I'm. Re- I just realized now because I remember looking the way the street sort of started to turn. For some reason, I thought that was where it started to turn on sunset, and I was okay, like, it didn't yeah. look quite right. But now, mm-hmm. now I get you know. it. I get it. Yeah, I like uh, one of uh, the listeners had reached out to me and was like, will you curate a list of things for me and my friends to do when we come into LA and I need yeah. you to like write out like a Vanderpump Rules tour, yeah. which I happily said, I will do that. Yes. So I now I just need to put it out there that I know I need to put my knowledge of like all the locations in the show to good use. Oh, would, so I'm available for curating personalized tours. I would like to go on that tour with you, please. I, like, <laughs> Like, could we just like get like a van? We need to get a van and then go visit all the iconic places. Yeah, like Mixology 101. Mixology 101. <laughs> we build in like lunch times and yes. then like happy hour times. And then by the end, everyone's just like totally blackout. And then we drop them off at the hotel. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a really strong, strong thing. You know, what's funny is uh, about 10 years ago, like the predecessor of Vanderpump Rules, obviously, is mm-hmm. the Hills, right? Yeah. Yeah. And back, our pre-recession Vanderpump. Yeah, rules. exactly. Even the same executive producer. I don't know if you noticed that. Wait, really? Bill Langworthy was one of the, uh, I think he was one of the executive producers of the Hills and wow. he's the executive producer of Vanderpump Rules. So, um, back in the Hills heyday, I was writing recaps of it a lot on mm-hmm. a blog I used to have called TV Gasm. And, um, the, like the, the cast and the crew would like read the recaps and they would, you know, they, they really liked it a lot. Yeah. And I found out that basically they had to start, they'd start to change the, um, 
the the the, the B roll footage of their apartments because because we kept on saying in the recaps because my friend would also re- recap too. Um, I kept on mentioning things like, oh, there they are again at the Palazzo, you know, across from the Grove. I, mm-hmm. I kept on like name checking where they were living and people were like, then it became a security risk because yeah. people were going to them. And so the producers had to like put in different, make it look they like they said somewhere hillside else. villas. I yeah. remember because at, yeah. when I was watching the hills, when I still lived in Oklahoma City, I was like trying desperately to figure out where they lived and I kept Googling hillside villas and trying to figure it out and I could not find anything. Yeah. Yeah. They were at the Palazzo. And so what, which is now where Sheena lives. Really? Yeah. Full circle. Well, the whole reason why this is important is because I love the fact that the producers for Vanderpump Rules don't even try to change the locations. Like the hills is like, Oh, we got to protect our stars. So they're like, yeah, yeah, here's, no, yeah, yeah, they're like they literally put them on blast. Like if you live in West Hollywood, you know, you just know you can pinpoint wherever they live yeah. and where they go out to eat and stuff. That's so funny. And what didn't Sheena appear on the hills at one point? Am I mistaken? Like in the background, she might have been in the background. Sandoval was definitely in like a scene of the hills. Right. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Now because, uh, my memory is being jogged. Just had a because Sheena's friends with Stacey the bartender, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Stacey the bartender appeared on Vanderpump Rules during one of those. Oh my god! Yeah, season, not darker, but like the forgotten seasons. Yeah, the lost right? seasons. Some of the lot, the one of the probably somewhere <laughs> between season three or season four. Yeah, Stacey, the bartender, was like come over and like help set up a party. Yeah, she popped in. She was in like the Vale era, I think. Wasn't that oh, god. Vale? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Vale is the forgotten era. Vale is the forgotten era. Vale is like not, where is, is like, Vale now? I, I maybe she's actually in Vale, but Vale. <laughs> You know what Vale is? Vale is like Saturday Night Live between 1980 and 84. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there was a weird period of time. It was like Eddie Murphy was on, was on that show, but like Billy Crystal and also like Julie Louise Dreyfus. And you're like, whoa. That's a random assortment. Yeah. Yeah. Vale was like, she, it, her presence on the show was really weird to me because it was like, she was obviously kind of chicer than everyone else. Right. Like she'd been plucked from somewhere and then Soap plopped. operas, right? Wasn't yeah. she doing soap operas? But I think according to a friend of mine who had, was dating her prior to her being on Vanderpump Rules, he was with her when she like was getting the casting calls to come and audition for the show and then got an yeah. offer to be on the show. And then mm. she was like, well, the money's good, so I'm not going to turn it down. But I yeah. think she was like... She purposefully cast and she wasn't willing to throw herself into it the way someone like a lala no i mean i think Vale took one look at everyone and was like what the fuck have i done like yeah. she showed up to set that day and was like this was not what i yeah. thought it would be yeah exactly. i want like Vale's like memoir tell all of like what exactly <laughs> was going through her head yeah when she realized what she'd gotten herself into yeah i think i, I want to hear Vale's perspective i actually would like if Vale just like showed up back on the show one day because i always oh, love a comeback i love a comeback and a Vale showed up because right now the sir hostess booth stand situation is very overcrowded with personalities you have lala now you have billy lee yeah Gigi, i think is still probably floating around there yeah somewhere. Gigi's around and i then, need Gigi to make a comeback Gigi needs to make a comeback yeah i mean she never was really she never really like was an out-of-the-box hit but she was solid she brought a lot she brought a good amount of drama with her that i respected yeah. and her name is just the letter g and the letter G, which <laughs> yeah. I also really like. That's really her name. Good. But um, also, Lauren is back, right? <laughs> Lauren like made her return this season. Lauren. Lauren is the one in the Gay Pride episode, I think two seasons ago, 
where it was Lala's first season and Lauren and Lala, I believe her name is Lauren. Lauren and Lala were like besties at the podium, but then it turns out that Lauren slept with James Lauren and gave him the scratch. James and did, and did the bite marks and Bites. the scratch. Yeah, okay. and she was dating the hot bartender who, Anthony, who did like, did not want to be on the show. Oh my God. Who took his mic pack off. Took his mic pack or, off. Or like said, get away from me. Like, and, has, and has since moved to New York. Oh my God. The reason why I know you that is. You did a be- deep cut with Lauren and Anthony. Well, I did do a deep cut because. For, for several reasons. I, I hope your listeners are appreciating this. They right are. Now. Okay. They're definitely appreciating <laughs> this. Is the this. deep cut. The reason why I know he moved to New York is because I was watching an episode of Real Houses of New York City, I believe this past season. And yes, because Tinsley was on a date mm-hmm. and she was acting crazy. So I think Carol pulled her to the side. I was mm-hmm. like, you got to calm down. <laughs> and then, I, like, on the side, I saw, I was like, there's Anthony, the bartender. No. From. And the reason why I especially remembered him is because he used to go jogging shirtless in my neighborhood and he was so so gorgeous oh my god so once you see that you will you see him anywhere you, yeah you know. he's burned into your brain yeah exactly what restaurant was he working at in new york that is where my knowledge ends. it ends the mystery, <laughs> the mystery. <laughs> your knowledge ends and the mystery begins uh, yeah <laughs> i can only take you so far it's like the seance you like can't a, do all the work here right <laughs> like i have i have like there's like a there's a trickle of blood coming down my nose like i've, I've woken from my trance and i've like already gone through the upside down and i'm back and i can only t- i can only tell you so much i need like a salt bath now i love that yeah you gotta really dry out after that after accessing all that information i did i i tapped into something very you deep did tap into something powerful deep. I was like, let's go here where is Aunt? like what is anthony telling you what is he saying to you yeah yeah going going a deep dive and all the ancillary <laughs> forgotten characters of vanderpump rules um uh, let's get into this episode mm. first and foremost okay well i guess i should probably talk about watch what happens live because i i need to just like say what happened do it so ryan and i got to go backstage and be like in the audience of watch what happens live while stassi and katie were also katie was in the audience and then stassi was on the show but they cut to katie a bunch of times right so as you can imagine it was like a bit of a unclear like <laughs> yeah i was a little bit nervous because i in case the listeners don't know had a bit of bad blood between <laughs> me and stassi and katie yeah um but <laughs> it actually like <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at the fact of poor Katie relegated to a cutaway. Like, no. <laughs> just like slowly got to for the Kevin Lee apology, like that oh, whole situation, oh which is like a no for me, dog. But like, <laughs> just even having bitchy. to like deal with that in general is a traumatic thing. Like, I would yeah. never want my storyline anywhere to be like someone called me fat to my <laughs> face and then was like apologizing for calling me fat. Just, and then it's like, don't feel bad about it. Remember you fell through a plate glass window. <laughs> when you first came into my life, you were so beautiful. You'd just fallen through a plate glass window. <laughs> Do you remember when you fell through the plate glass window and your face looked terrible? And, uh, and I said, get that fixed. And you said, no, this is me. <laughs> I didn't support the decision, but you did it anyway. And that was really exciting for you. <laughs> Lisa, like, still is mad that she didn't fix her face with plastic surgery. She's, like, still salty about the scar. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and you could always still fix it if you wanted to, but I think your beauty shines regardless. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so they were, like, cutting to Katie. But so Ryan and I got into the green room, and then I'm yeah. friends with uh, Jake. So he was walking in with the girls, like, as they all arrived at the same time. Yeah. 
And so we said hi and it was like established that like I was there and I came to play, honey. And then a few minutes goes by and then Katie came into the green room where Ryan and I were sitting and she was like, hey, can I just like say hi? And yeah. I was like, of course you can say hi. <laughs> and like, no, fuck off and die. <laughs> um, but we had like a kind of like a sweet moment and yeah. hugged and just like it felt, it felt, it felt nice. Yeah. I was really stoned, so then it just felt, it felt really meaningful in my like stoned moment. Did where she have a bouquet for you? She did not have a bouquet. I, she didn't <laughs> give me a gift, which now that you mention it, now I'm mad all over again. Yeah, now yeah. the beef continues. I'm, I'm here to, to reopen the wounds. Yeah, she should have given me like a huge bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Um, but no, we just had like a sweet hug, and then I was like very high and feeling like girl powery. Yeah. I was like, females, you know, we need to stick together. We can't be like. It's yeah. it's more the guys on the show, anyways, or the idiots. The at guys, this point. yeah, yeah, and we need to like really come for them. And like, I'm here for like a girl power moment. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, who cares? Like a beef, like a podcast beef. It's just, it's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. I mean, I, I say that now, when I'm sure I probably have several quiet beefs with several podcasts. But you know what? It's like these podcasts like promote the show that they're yeah. on. It's like done from a place of like pure fandom and obsession so at the end of the day you're welcome yeah yeah (laughs) no that's what i always say like our like our like our show like we do we cover all the bravo shows practically and like it comes from a place of love and ultimately at the end of the day we're promoting the heck out of these shows because honestly a lot of these shows don't get the don't get the promotion that they deserve yeah. on Bravo itself. Yeah. And so we feel like, you know, we are like saying, Hey people, you have to watch the show. Cause it's really good. Cause they can't all be Vanderpump rules, Yeah, but they are all certainly worthy of some discussion. And, and, and I, we do, we are promoters and it's totally a place of love. And I always say that our podcast is like just trying to recapture what it's like to watch the show with your friends, which is what your podcast is like too. And, and the truth is we're all saying it. We're all thinking it. Yeah. Um, and we're spreading know, awareness. Yeah. And, creating causes. Yeah. And you know, there are actually like a lot of people who are stuck in, in, in situations where they aren't around people who watch the shows. So, or they have like boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever who don't mm-hmm. watch it. And so they watch, but they, they don't have any outlet for, yeah. for all this stuff that they feel and think when they watch the shows, they yeah. listen to our podcast. And it's like, yes, that's what I was thinking. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. It's a friendly space. It's a friendly space, Katie. For the listeners. <laughs> for the listeners. <laughs> but I have to say, I really did. I I have a lot of respect for Katie having the balls to like walk into, like go yeah. just walk into that situation in the first place and be like, make the effort to be like, hey, you know, because yeah. I don't, I can't necessarily say I would do the same thing. Well, she is a reality star and she's used to walking into conflict. She loves like a confrontation. Like, and she's always kind of been like that back when she was on Pump Podcast, like coming yeah. over and just being like, hey, and it's like. Okay, like yeah. I, I really give props to someone that does that. Yeah, because I'm I, truly the opposite. I am the opposite. In <laughs> fact, I saw Jackson Schwartz at a bar this weekend, mm. and I stayed away because no. I was afraid. And um, well, because I mean, especially Jax, I actually feel like Jax is too me. scary. Yeah, he's I've, actually a scary person. I've randomly ended up on like treadmills and workout classes next to him, mm. and like having to do like a full blown workout. Like, yeah. and I don't make my i like just hope that he ignores or doesn't notice or whatever yeah. even though i'm right there i'm like he, i get the sense that like if i didn't say anything it, i'm safe because yeah. he's probably not that perceptive of a human being exactly but i'm not trying to like 
have a moment. With yeah, <laughs> I I don't I do not want to have a moment. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, did you do you ever remember Jax from pre Vanderpump Rules? Did you ever see him around? Because I, I never saw him, saw around. him around. Really? I saw him around? Because he's hot. He yeah. Would, back especially back in those oh, days, his model days, oh he was God. really hot. So you would notice him, and he went to my LA. Back in the day, LA before, Fitness West Hollywood. Just LA Fitness in Hollywood. Okay. They used to all Jax would go there. I saw Katie and Kristen there and their like redheaded friend. Jenna. Jenna. Who's now a trainer on Instagram. Like, really? or she's like, has like a personal training thing. And Katie and I were talking about that with like, she, cause she's like been working out with her and she was talking about, I know that Lala does a lot of like workout Instagram videos wow. with Jenna. And I was like, wow, Jenna's really come a long way. Like rebranded herself from being the girl who slept with james, james and Kristen right. tracked it down via their uber history yes <laughs> to now having a workout brand yeah well i always think about jenna because when i was at the la fitness one time uh Kristen was there with jenna maybe katie and t diggs happened to be there and and all of a sudden i remember looking up and they had sort of like surrounded t diggs and he was like flirting <laughs> with them and and jenna was like the the primary flirter oh love and that saucy little redhead so saucy and i have this weird sense of like possessiveness like no wait that's my crush <laughs> <laughs> jenna <laughs> stay away from tay so you have beef with jenna is what you're saying yes yeah 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 very she knows serious, what she did very serious beef yeah. <laughs> she, she <did. laughs> I want to forgive her and I want to forget her. I want to forget her. <laughs> yeah. And then we went out after after the Watch What Happens Live show. We mm-hmm. all went out together to Club Coming, which is like a piano bar. Yeah. I saw this on Stassi's uh, Insta on story. On Stassi's Insta story. Mm-hmm. So you might hear me like laughing in the background. I don't yeah. think she like heavily featured me because I think she's still like <laughs> yeah. really TBD on me, which yeah, is like fair fine. enough. That's I am fine. on her too. Yeah. But it was a fun time. It was like we had a fun time. You know what I mean? And it was nice to be like, oh, this was a funny thing that happened. Yeah. Even though it's just like bizarre and weird at the same time. Listen, I mean, we've seen the show and they deal with far worse things than, you know, someone on a podcast was saying disparaging things about them. That's true. You know, they deal with like really, really shitty, stupid shit. And they're like, they're like stars now. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like looking at them. They're very beautiful in mm-hmm. person. They like, are. Stunning skin. Like their makeup is good. The hair's amazing. And yeah. I'm like, you guys are stars. Like you really are. Yeah. They really, they, they are like celebrities. They're celebrities. I was they're like, there are two celebrities in this bar. It's them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I was like, Oh my God. Like they've like, and I kind of had this moment too where I was like, wow, they really did it. Cause I feel like, there was all when I first started watching this show and when I first started the podcast, it was like these like idiots, like mm-hmm. they will never, they're not going to be where they ever want to be, but they yeah. weirdly did. Like they hit the life jackpot in a lot yeah. of ways. And then last night was a true eye opening moment where I was like, the joke's on me. Yeah. 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 It's on both of us. Um, although the joke's a little bit on them because you I know, mean, the Katie's, joke will always be on them. Yeah. The joke will always be because Katie's still a waitress there, you <laughs> yeah. know? So it's like, and that's the beauty of the show is that no matter how famous they become, yeah. they still have to be like, wait, they're staff. still like part of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> they're still like, life is a series of give and takes. Yeah. And they've been given a lot and they take a lot as well. Yeah. But they've, I mean, they figured it out, you know? They did. The show's great. The show's brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. my journey. Well, that's great. I have FOMO. I've never been to watch what happens. And, uh, oh my that's, God. you have to like somehow get in there. 
I'm you gonna guys tra- are going to go to New York for a tour soon, We're right? going to New York next week. We have a show at the Bowery Ballroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, then there's no way that you shouldn't be on a Watch What Happens Live moment. Uh, I... Yeah, I'm ready I'll, to start a cause called Justice for Crappins. <laughs> Justice for Crappins. <laughs> yeah. I secretly am afraid that Andy Cohen has taken offense to the fact that our podcast is called Watch What Crappins, you know, because Watch What Happens is his baby and yeah. like, we're calling it Crappins. And like, I'm afraid he's thinking like that we just are just like shitting on him. And it's like, no, we just like a good pun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. It's a great title because you fully understand exactly what you're getting into yeah. and you get the brand and the tone. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe we can like, maybe we can pull some, pull some strings. I feel like there's some strings that can there's be strings. pulled. Yeah. Pull I'm feeling strings. a good vibe about this. Just Thank like you. my psychic Anthony I'm already is kicking like, in. <laughs> I'm already like very excited about it. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm going. I'm you're going. going. You're I'm in. using the secret to be there in the <laughs> audience and just to be like, I'm here. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Um. So on t- tonight's episode started off with a oh my god wait I just had a note that I now have to go back again Please. to the watch what happens live of it all. You should watch the um whatever their like bonus after show mm-hmm. is because someone called in and asked Stassi. They go, I have a question for you. Why are you so racist? <laughs> <laughs> her favorite question fully called her out and then they put her on the spot and like kind of made her answer for herself and she did like a five is like a very diplomatic like i feel like she's had enough media training and press training yeah. where she now like won't just stick her foot in her mouth immediately yeah but it was a kind of like gratifying moment of just like awkwardness yeah that's fun yeah that's fun well I'm, i hope she improved her answer because i, I really went in on her last week because I thought her crying about being called a racist was like not the res- the response should be like yeah what I said was really like misinformed and ignorant but I've learned now and you know it sucks that I said it and I'm embarrassed and I feel bad that I hurt people but like you know but I know I know better now yeah. and you know that's what life is all about It's so interesting that like it makes so much sense to me that that's just what you would say in that situation right. like that would be a normal person's reaction, but she just like doesn't. It's like she's mad that she she's more mad about getting caught or called out for Which, something than actually being like, yeah, like horrified that she said it in the first place. And unfortunately, I think that's kind of like like symptomatic of like a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of especially a lot of like us white people. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's a total like so, entitled, ignorant white person. Where it's man. like it's like I, like I think a lot of people especially people of color, I get the impression they're like, listen, we're just trying to like give you a note. Like, don't yeah. say that again. Don't. You're sounding ignorant right now. You're sheltered. Like, grow and learn from this. Yeah. But I think when people do that, they don't want to hear like, why? Like, you know, like, like I'm not a racist. It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's not like about complaining. what you are. Yeah. 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 It was interesting because we were like all sitting around the table and like there was a um, – Jake was like telling us about how he had had like a very weird sexual experience with a ghost in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, it happens. <laughs> it happens. And I was like, Oh my God, you have like a me too ghost story. Wow. Like this yeah. is a, this is part of the movement that we part, haven't gotten yeah. into yet. Like, yes. and I feel like there, where there's one, there's many more. Yeah. And so we're all kind of laughing about that. And then Stassi's like, we'll see. That's so funny, but I would get just totally in trouble for saying that. And I'm like, well, yeah, you would. Yeah. But she would. You would. She would only because she is because her, put her foot in her mouth. She, it's the context is everything, yeah, right? She's like, I'm like, you can't do it. You're screwed. You would get in trouble for that. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like, it's happened. That does, and then that does suck. Yeah. Can't make it like 
that would be that's like that's like a funny joke it is a funny joke and then we had a moment where it was like we had like this real talk thing where i was like but you know what like anything you've said or done like it's not it's nothing you've done is like a death sentence you know what yeah. i mean like you're not like ruined you're not like a horrible yeah. human being like everyone makes mistakes and you can like you can bounce back from anything if you're if you truly want to like heal whatever problem yeah. it is and like do it you can do it like no one i've i'm certainly not a person that's like you're fucking yeah. done forever yeah because i've said some really stupid things i think you know i mean if stassi had gone full michael richards on her podcast that might have <laughs> uh, yeah i don't think that might have been hard to rebound from <laughs> but stassi has actually proven herself to be quite teflony you yeah. know she um she she had the the, the black lives not the, or the oscars moment oscars so white moment she had the me too moment mm-hmm. she had a recent nazi, nazi flare moment. up she's just hit and, checking off every possible yeah, like people get mad thing. people get so mad and then it just like moves on and you know like last week i was mad i was like gosh i don't i act and i i, I actually really love stassi as a character on the show because she's sort of like to me she's like iconic on vanderpump rules she is and like to see her to see her navigating like the world just as like a as a stander like i'm standing to the side and just like watching her i'm like she has this sort of star quality that's like it's like just like a reality star quality that i'm like i'm in awe of to some extent it's like amorosa yeah because i'm like i don't have i don't have that or relate to that like on a personal level and i love to watch it and i'm like i can identify as you can like a skill to it and like i'm like watching celebrity big brother and amorosa's on that and She's just kind of flawless at doing what she does. And and you just can't help but just say, like, gosh, I kind of have to root for Omarosa because she's just so good at it. She's so good at being a villain or pivoting and turning things on people. And Stassi is just good at that, too. Because last week I was like, I was like, you know what, Stassi, you have to get you get your shit in order because you stop crying about being a racist. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like on my little soapbox. And then this week, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm loving her being like, it's my birthday. <laughs> I know. You know. It's like, it's like <laughs> she wins. It's funny again. Yeah. 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 She wins. So she's just, it's just like slippery. Mm-hmm. She slips into your good favor and slips right out of it. Yeah. It's like she just becomes Queen Stassi again. Mm-hmm. You know, her behavior in tonight's episode was truly iconic, I think. Well, like she hit she like she hit her stride again and yeah. i was like this is what i live for is like just messy like those girls messy fighting like yeah. i love it i love it. and she didn't even really do that much this episode i thought this episode was gonna be a little more stassi heavy mm-hmm. and it was basically like she went to a prop house she got her makeup done she ordered she several severed heads <laughs> yeah. she's like two had severed heads <laughs> one creature yeah <laughs> she got sloppy and then she got mad at her friends it, but it still is like so deeply entertaining. Yeah. You know? It's very entertaining and I get a lot more joy out of watching that than watching her try an event plan. Um, yeah. Or watching her try and navigate some sort of like podcast drama of, that right. she's created. Like, I don't care. And I don't want her to talk about like real issues. Yeah. Because I don't it's want like, that. you're just going to piss me off and make me hate you. And I want to like love hate you. Exactly. And like what I want from my Stasi experience. It's for her to have like a moment of extreme entitlement, aka it's my birthday, while having a bullet that had been put into her head from yeah. makeup. You know, like the fact that she is being like, it's my birthday. And she's like a, a zombie in the middle of July mm-hmm. and then goes walking off onto like Hollywood Boulevard or wherever they were. That's just like perfection to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It was perfect. Yeah. It was like, do the Italian. Yeah. Smooth. It was like, th- and that, that yeah. there was like a ranch fountain in the background. That ranch fountain really grossed me out because it was so small. I agree. It was like on the floor. Or it something. was like very close to the ground and it was like gurgle <laughs> bubbling. Like yeah. you could, it was making sounds, which I, I, I didn't don't mind think a fountain the, is I supposed didn't... to do. A food fountain is not supposed to gurgle. I would actually um, disagree. I feel like gurgling <laughs> is, is acceptable for any sort of like liquefied, any sort of opaque fountain can gurgle but a food that you're like dipping low you get like a piece of pizza and then you like walk over to this yummy fountain and then it's like gurgle bubbly like i'm like i don't want to put that on my pizza yeah. i i oddly had an issue with it being sort of low small and low to the floor it was too small <laughs> it was like the thing that like someone could have like accidentally knocked over or like you're like talking and you put your hand to your side because you think you're gonna like, yeah. get your jacket you put your hand into a ranch fountain instead or you like, like swing a purse and the purse like st- it's like goes right through yes. the fountain yeah i feel like it needed to have more of an important place in the room like yeah. it should have been on the bar it should have had like an arrangement of things around it it for an event planner yeah it seemed like a not well-planned event yeah i mean like the, it was promising it was promising but then it was like in a weird cave there were some props but, it but then weird. it was like in a weird cave kind of setting like, it was um I mean, both settings, honestly, for the parties were a little One off. was, like, in an elevator bank. <laughs> <laughs> One was, like, in the manager's office that, like, cleared the desk out. Yeah. And it was, like, above COD, which I've never been to. But, I've never like... been to either, but I was just, like, where is this, like, office building? And then it was, like, where is this, like, spelunking trip taking place? I was, like, not thrilled with either location. Yeah. LA is good for a strange location. Because yeah. I've been to some really strange parties where it's, like, oh, this is... You're having a, uh, this is a you're having a party in this space, mm-hmm. like oh we're like in a like an unrenovated space above a restaurant downtown right now, and that's like used to be a hotel in the twenties, and like this is now like someone put, set up a bar, and now this is actually where we're having an event. Yeah, I've been to several like I can go to like a TBD location for a party if it's mm-hmm. like a rave in like a weird warehouse yeah. or like an a, abandoned office building or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, that works for it's, that. In those situations, I'm down to just like kind of like drug out and forget about my problems. Yeah. But like if I'm going to go to have like a cocktail at someone's birthday party, I don't want to do it at either of the places that yeah. Stassi or, or Ariana. Ariana. Yeah, I, I felt party. like um, venue choices could have been better this yeah. year. For they could have had like a location scout. There was like something. I, I, I feel like Stasi's could have actually been. That had potential to be awesome because it was it was like a cave and it was, it was a murdery. Cave. Yeah. But it kind of felt like it was just a room with some heads in it. It was a room with some heads in it and then pizza boxes just piled on a table and then like a, a miniature ranch fountain. <laughs> the, honestly, it all comes down to <laughs> that On like a little wire. Fountain. It was like, it, it did not look sturdy. Nothing it about It looked like it had sturdy. been purchased from Spencer's Toys, Spencer yeah. Toys, and it was like not even meant for ranch. It was like a bird bath they put ranch into i think it's like meant also for like chocolate or like that liquid chocolate that you can do because i i've been wanting to do like a nachos party for a long time but i would love like a cheese like a nacho cheese fountain if you will yeah fondue yeah let's let's elevate this please (laughs) but like everything that i could find was on amazon was like Mm. those tiny little fountains and they make me really uncomfortable (laughs) as you know and so now (laughs) Well, so I'm be, very triggered. Well, you have tall ceilings in here, so you can't. Yeah. If you have a tall ceiling, you need to have a, a fondue fountain that like accentuates the height of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to be fair, 
I seem to remember this ranch fountain as some sort of like it may have been like a Domino's promotion. Like it did seem it, like it a was something that was like a thing. I think last summer for like a second, like oh my god, you can get like a ranch fountain. The keg of ranch, I think, is maybe, oh, maybe. or the mini keg of ranch. Maybe. There was a keg of ranch. Ranch is really having a moment, and Stassi's is. helping like usher ranch she's, back into the spotlight. Yeah, she's into it. You know, we have an ongoing joke actually with Katie and ranch mm-hmm. dressing because last season there was that scene where Katie got into a fight with Tom, mm-hmm. and then just like eating oh, the salad, just like <laughs> started stuffing her face <laughs> with salad, and somehow like our like ongoing reference of it turned into that katie was like stuffing her face with iceberg lettuce and ranch mm-hmm. so we just always align katie with ranch yeah so it's like i'm i'm struggling to pivot onto stassi being the ranch queen <laughs> ranch spokesmodel yeah, yeah exactly that store that she went to dapper cadaver, dapper cadaver. have yeah. you ever heard of that place um <laughs> daps cadavs <laughs> yeah. um Decaps. My favorite way to spend the Sunday post brunch. <laughs> Head on over to Daps Cabs. Daps Cabs. Daps Cadabs. Uh, I haven't. I assume it's in Burbank. Yeah. Um, uh, Ronnie and I were talking about it today when we were doing our, our episode. And we're just saying how it just sounds like it was like a creation of Sheena. Like, I'm not a Dapper Cadaver. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That guy, too, that runs it was like obsessed with Stassi. Yeah. I feel like his like queen just walked in the room and then he was like, he was just in awe of her. Yeah. yeah. And you know, another thing that Ronnie mentioned was that there were no dapper cadavers in there. No. <laughs> there just... was one that was kind of well dressed. Oh, I didn't. I must it have was the one it. that she was like, that one looks like Jack's. It yeah. was kind of like in like a tux kind of suit yeah. type of thing and a okay. top hat. I somehow missed it. But yeah, it was uh, not very dapper. They weren't yeah. very dapper. Yeah, dapper cadaver. You know, LA is a weird place. LA is a weird place, but what I love is that you can just find like a murdery store or that weird where like stylist warehouse that Sheena and all them went into. Yeah, where they got all their stuff for Coachella. I'm really also confused. I'm like, okay, so if you have access to this huge stylist warehouse space and you come out looking like you do most of the time, like where is like, what's not adding up here? Yeah. Because you have a lot of options. Yeah. And what she ultimately did choose for the party did not speak of, um, prop warehouse it didn't seem like oh you had to go to a specific warehouse to get this lacy white something or another with a fur thing yeah i could be wrong i don't mind no i don't know my ladies fashions very well but that seemed to just be like a melrose avenue kind of yeah it didn't look like it wasn't like special or styled yeah it wasn't like a flapper costume no you know she was like i'm like max from where the wild things are with a camel tail it's cleopatra i'm like there's (laughs) nothing what is cleopatra about that look (laughs) Does she know what she's even saying? I don't saying? think she even knows what Cleopatra is. Anytime I think she thinks of Miss Cleo. Miss <laughs> Cleo. Miss Crown Patrick. Anytime there's like a teeny tiny crown. I mean, I don't like anything that's like very small. You know what I mean? Like a teeny crown like that or like a teeny little top hat. <laughs> or like a teeny ranch or fountain. Or a teeny ranch fountain. It's, it's like all... proportions. Yeah. Yeah. And the teeny crown really was like hurting me. Was Sheena wearing a teeny crown? Sheena was wearing a teeny little crown. <laughs> I didn't even see I it. I think she might have worn the crown with her huge <laughs> ponytail through it or it was like right in front of her ponytail. I wish she had worn like a Cleopatra headdress instead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like one of those sphinxy things. Yeah. Just she would have done a really good Egyptian look. She would she could probably do a very she should do it for her birthday. Yeah. Like 
Cleopatra mm-hmm. and just like pyramids, pyramids, sand and pyramids or something. She'll probably do it like a, some sort of offensive version of it. Oh, totally. I was know? like, this is already problematic. For yeah, her it's already like feeling a little weird. Party in the first place. <laughs> an Egyptian. But I'm in. Yeah. Like Sphinx. Like, I'm sure there's a pun to be made with Sphinx. I have to think yeah. about it. Like, I have to Sphinx about it. <laughs> no, that was. That was okay. It was not that. Okay. It was not great. I'll give you a pass. Uh, I feel for my debut on the Sexy Unique podcast. <laughs> You're not I feel like I should be confident in that. Pun. I should be. I should have better material. Well, you know, there's still time. Thank you. Sheenet seemed really jealous when Lala was complimenting Ariana's physique yeah. in the styling warehouse. Like uh, Lala was like, "This is my favorite booty," and then it cut to Sheena like having like a short circuit moment <laughs> where you could just see the wheels turning. Her being like, "What about my ass?" I have an ass too. <laughs> um, Tom Tom is happening. They yeah. both wrote checks for twenty five thousand dollars. Scary. It's- Scary is to write a check for twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I um I have concerns about that rubble and how it's going to get out of there. Yeah. I don't know if the sweat equity is going to really pan out. It looks like a tetanus disaster waiting yeah. to happen. There's so many like loose nails. I wouldn't trust either of them to like uh-uh. clear anything out. No. I I wouldn't want to Me personally, I wouldn't want to even touch any of that stuff. No. It's like asbestos. Yeah. Like, what yeah. do you do with it? Like, and also it's not their job to do like isn't that don't you need to like hire like union workers to do that kind of stuff or something? Probably. Like construction people. Yeah, probably. I mean, I know this is their way of having getting out of having to pay that extra money is that they're gonna save everyone money by like getting getting rid of that stuff themselves. But there probably are some union violations. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know these things. Do you know if if and when that restaurant is even opening? I don't Do you know. Do you have intel on it? You know, I feel like I feel like I should have intel. Yeah, me too. I feel like I should. I'm like, get but out. But I haven't like I feel like I it's not that I haven't cared enough to get the intel, but I think I got intel at one point. So, mm-hmm. okay. Full disclosure. Um so I have become friendly with Ariana and Tom mm-hmm. because um uh, I met them through a friend. Like I met them like a normal, natural way. Yeah. Natural friendship. Yeah. And, um, and, and our friend had a, um, a wedding back in November in Mexico. It was a destination wedding. So Ronnie and I, by the way, for people who are wondering, Ronnie is my co-host. Ronnie and I, um, were there at the wedding and then Tom and Ariana were too. And so we became friends and everything. And I feel like I asked something about Tom Tom at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I was too drunk to, to remember. Hold on to it. Yeah. These yeah. things happen. <laughs> it's a very long way of saying I don't have intel. Yeah, I think the when it's like coming. You know what I mean? We'll all know when we know. We'll know. Yeah. I wonder where. Do you know where it's supposed to be? I think it's around the corner from Pump, like on Santa Monica. Yeah, is what it looks like. Yeah, but like where mi- millions of milkshakes used to be. Yeah, maybe or like on that stretch. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about? Um, I know this is going back a few episodes, but where? What are your thoughts? on um their idea of putting the kitchen upstairs and like the bathroom like right in the front like <laughs> i hate that i hate like i'm not i don't love lisa's like decoration no. like any of her interior design stuff yeah. or decorations like i'm not on board and yeah. i kind of was into sandoval's like making it really comfortable and like yeah. homey and chill I think having a kitchen upstairs and having waiters go up and downstairs like holding trays of food and drinks is precarious yeah 
Um, but we'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah. I mean, I know in New York City, it's a very common thing that the kitchen's like downstairs, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like I don't trust the wait staff in West Hollywood to balance those trays up and down the staircase. No. And I'm also concerned about what it's going to look like because honestly, all their places like between Villa, Villa Blanca and Sir and Pump, they all just sort of look like. They look the same. Like It's variations on a 80s. theme. Yeah. Yeah. It is very, it is variations on a theme. Yeah. I think Pump is the prettiest of them. Definitely. That courtyard is really yeah, pretty with the really, trees. Yes. But I'm concerned that Tom Tom is, Tom Tom should be sort of like more of like a mask. Masculine. Space. Yeah. That's Leather. Not, yeah. Because honestly. Leather Pump, and metal. Yeah. And I don't, like, I don't understand. Maybe some exposed bricks. Yeah. I don't understand a Tom Tom that then had a restaurant called Tom Tom that then is decorated like pump 2.0. It's going to have like zebra print pillows. It's going to look like Max's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically going to have like some purple velvet, you know, some brass, brass accents. Yeah. Silver accents. It's like some, sexy like, king. Yeah. Like sexy king's lair. Like, look, I found like an Asian statue that's yeah. going to go in the corner. Cause yeah. It's exotic. Tom Tom. Tom Tom's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. I know. I wonder what kind of food they'll serve there. If it's just going to be the same old shit. Yeah. Like a hummus trio. Yeah. With like pita triangles. Angel hair chukka. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It just sounds funny. So she had name checked it on Watch What Happens Live because he brought Andy brought up the pasta and he was like, was like, is it about the pasta? And she was like, it's not like I was there with the pasta and I wanted to eat some, but I'm glad I didn't. And it was the angel hair checker from Sir. And I was- <laughs> <laughs> the angel hair checker. <laughs> yeah. Ariana goes to therapy, which was, I'm really like, I love that Ariana's having this like vulnerable moment. Yeah. But I also don't know how I feel about her handling this moment on TV. Like, uh, I don't know like how legitimate like a live therapy session is. Yeah. I always wonder about live therapy on TV, but I actually like it. Yeah. I feel like I like watching. I like that her therapist seemed to have gotten a blowout and got really glammed up. (laughs) They always do. The therapists always always get dressed up. They put on, they usually put on like a little like neck scarf or something. They're always like a, have like a jaunty accessory. (laughs) But this one's had, she like went and got a full, ombre blowout oh yeah and that makes me not trust the therapist because like i would want my therapist to just show up looking like she does like on the day-to-day i I would be really pissed if my therapist showed up camera ready and then would probably (laughs) need to talk to her about that like in the appointment yeah i mean i rarely trust the therapist on bravo there's been like a line of terrible (laughs) ones well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't tell me more about that yeah um did you watch uh, that therapy show that was like the, didn't like, they LA have therapist a therapist or something like therapy yeah it was like it, it was, was like, called like la shrinks something like that yeah um, i watched one episode because i knew two of the guys that were on like there were these twins and mm-hmm. so i knew two of them and i was like i said well i'll see this but i didn't like it and i always thought i would like it because sometimes i find the therapy scenes on these shows to be riveting when like someone is like has to come face to face with their own bad behavior yeah but i found that la shrinks was like not for me no No. i think i watched one episode and there was one therapist that i really liked who kind of seemed like a psycho was she like really sexy yeah and she she took a bath at one point on camera yeah like in the first episode yeah Yeah. i was like i "I love this bath lady (laughs) (laughs) i'm into her and then she like went to real housewives of new jersey to try to fix the Teresa judice's family (laughs) And that was the last we saw of her. <laughs> yeah. 
She's like chopped up and like floating in like, trash bags, weighted in the Hudson River. Yeah, or something. she is long gone. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, um, no, but I do feel like the 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 therapists on Bravo always do a blowout. They always try to look real, real sharp because they're waiting. They're hoping that they're going to become get like that spinoff moment. Yeah, or get like more clients. Yeah. But I personally would not be like, oh, my God, this therapist that was on Bravo recently, like, yeah. I'm dying to go to her. Well, also, Ariana's therapist didn't really seem to be doing a lot of therapy. She was like, oh, that's good. You, so you have, you have friends? You have friends? She's like, yeah, I do have friends. You have a support <laughs> network? Yeah. You have someone who can tell you that she loves you? Yeah. It's like, like, this is like talking to my, like, my mom or something. <laughs> it seemed like it might have been a first appointment. Like, yeah. Because she didn't know any of the background about her life. Yeah. At I least so. I hope so. I hope it wasn't like their 50th appointment. <laughs> it was, I, I've never been to therapy, so I don't even know really? what, no, oh, but wow. I, I, I feel like I'm going to try it. Try it. Yeah. I think I'm going to ter- find like all sorts of horrible things about myself. <laughs> like, why do you podcast? Why do you focus on other people's lives instead of your own? It's so weird to talk about like podcast stuff to a therapist because yeah. I've like, I've explained like, I've explained like some podcasting stuff or if I'm like having a problem or like whatever. And I always wonder like, are they, do they, are they going to go listen to this podcast? Like, are they, do they listen to it? Do Mm -hmm. they know about it? Yeah. But then I never am okay to ask that. Yeah. Because I don't really want to know. Yeah, no. I don't want to know what their experience is with <laughs> me. I need them to just hear my experience with that's, the world. That's probably all they want to hear. Yeah. They don't want to have like more of you than necessary. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, they're not like, oh God, I'm dying. This girl just cried about her dad for like an hour and a half. Like, let me go hit up her podcast. Let me find some clues up. in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> trying to do a deep dive. Um, Ariana's, I hope she like gets over her like, vagina journey yeah and her like body dysmorphia because um is really sad and a real problem and i actually get it i feel like i have like that yeah i, I you fully know? understand where she's coming from yeah i actually that's why i liked it because i actually felt like it was really relatable what she was going through it is and i don't know if tom sandoval is equipped to handle to like fully understand and like yeah. handle this journey yeah so I'm interested to see where their relationship goes. Yeah, I think he'll be able to handle it because I thought he was so sweet when he finally sort of started to realize what was going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he realized that he had to step away from the ongoing high of making over triplets and spend more time with his girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to chase that high, let's be honest. It's hard. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I was just like riding this high. I was like, you literally went to H&M and then put a shirt on them. Dude, welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> i just was like cringing when he when they're talking on the couch and he's like you had multiple orgasms and she was like no like basically saying she like faked yeah. a lot of orgasms <laughs> and like, was like always i don't get it then because you were having orgasms so how could you be <laughs> not having orgasms at the same time dude and she's like no i really i didn't i didn't have them he's like no i know what i know that you did and then that was kind of the end of that like train of the conversation yeah. and i was like wow that's an interesting interesting place interesting to processing yeah yeah <laughs> no i know you did <laughs> yeah. you did you did i'm pretty sure you did ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Has Lisa stopped Yulin yet? No. I she's... thought she did stop it for a month or so. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. I think that now she, apparently she is now, um, resorted to like yin yanging it. So she's like, well, if there's going to be Yulin, I'm going to have World Dog Day on Third Street. <laughs> that would balance it all out. I swear to God, I thought that at one point she had posted that. Oh, maybe she had. I think there, I, maybe I dreamed this. I don't know, but. I have a dream and that's that one day Yulin will stop forever. <laughs> but like she posted like, we did it. We st- finally stopped Yulin. You know, like it's over. Right. And then I, cause I had always been making fun of her. I was like, stop. Like this is your biggest cause of life. Like the thing that you think is most wrong with the world is Yulin. Like, okay, sure. But like you're never probably going to stop this. And then I had to be like, I eat my own words because she fully stopped Yulin. But then I think. A couple months later, Yulin started back up again. Yeah, like anything in China is going to really stop for Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're like this cultural tradition that we've had for thousands of years. Like, oh, this l- rich lady in Beverly Hills with the reality show doesn't like it and has a World <laughs> Dog Day on Third Street. Yeah, I mean, I have to. I mean, I have to credit Lisa Vanderpump. The fact that we all know what Yulin is now is mm-hmm. a testament to like her activism. But um, I'm, like, mixed on the whole Yulin thing because I obviously don't want dogs to be killed or eaten or whatever. Well, yeah. But I also feel like it's a different cultural thing. And, like, for us, you know, it's, it's like, sacrilege to kill a dog because it's, like, they're part of our culture as yeah. pets. But that's not to say that they can be the same in other cultures. And I don't know Chinese culture well enough to know to what extent dogs are domesticated or yeah. – um, or not, but like, I feel like I respect the fact that different cultures have different views on animals. And I respect if, if someone is like heated about the Yulin thing, I've, I will not be like, Oh my God, get over it. I'll be like, I respect that. For, just for me personally, mm-hmm. I'm sort of in this weird gray area where I would, you know, it's, it's like hard for me to like, to, have us some sort of like crusade against another culture that's different than mine yeah i don't love that like the yulin dog festival happens yeah i don't love that either i'm not like i don't think huge... i even like it no i don't like i'd venture to say that i don't like it i, don't I like would it. venture to say that I don't... i'm a cat person what <laughs> you're like yulin can do whatever yulin wants to do <laughs> as far as i'm concerned meow meow <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't love Yulin, but I also am like not gonna go out of my way to stop Yulin. I feel like, um, like if I were at Sir mm-hmm. and like she came around with a collection plate and was like, this is for Yulin, I'd be like, okay, I'll throw a dollar in. Yeah, I'd give it a dollar. But I think like in terms of causes that are, that are important to me or to my family or my boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. I think there's some other ones I think that would probably be closer. Like yeah. that I think, I feel like I are more pressing that pertain to humans mm-hmm. that I think should be should be addressed first yeah totally you know yeah yulin is not my number one cause yeah yeah i don't know what my number one cause is but it probably has something to do with gayness or like <laughs> yeah. black lives matter stuff enough. you know Fair, like not, human rights i'm offended that you're not saying yulin but <laughs> that's okay <laughs> you live yulin <laughs> 
quote you Alanis. lose, you win. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really good remix of that you know, song. I think actually, if you look at Jagged Little Pill as a whole, almost all those songs could pertain to you, Lynn. Yeah, you ought to know. Yeah, totally. One hand in my, one hand, well, one hand in my pocket. That's and the about other hand like. Is stopping you, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it ironic? <laughs> don't you think that we care about dogs and not as much about humans? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just it. Just it's like you <laughs> on your wedding day. It's like it's like a fridge full of dog meat when all you want is more socially acceptable meat. <laughs> and who would have thought it figure? <laughs> I'll go through all those. I songs. like it. I I'll like go through it. All of them. Head over heels. I mean, whatever. Wherever you want to go with this. <laughs> Head over heels is like about falling in love with a Yulin <laughs> supporter. Like it's like a young white girl. You've already won me over, <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> Despite of, of me, <laughs> <laughs> and don't be alarmed if I donate anti-Ulin causes. <laughs> it's just not poetic at all, but it's very late stage like Alanis. A, yeah, it's current and it's speaking to the larger <laughs> issue. It has something to say. Yeah, I actually now want to like write a rom com about like someone who's desperate to stop Ulin who meets like. A really nice guy that happens to be into you, Lynn, and like where <laughs> he's they into it. He's like into it, like fully has participated in the Yulin Dog Meat Festival, yeah, and he, then like a like, like a, a West Hollywood girl with like her little dog, yeah. and then see how they like make it work. Uh huh. Yeah. And he's and then like, Alanis could do the whole soundtrack. <laughs> she could be like the. She would actually be in the movie, yeah. as um like the spectral presence, mm-hmm. you know, almost like Greek choir slash fairy godmother, sort of like. Um, you know, just, just appearing here and there to advise this, this conflicted girl. Yeah. As she goes to Yulin and realizes it's like Ferris wheels. There's a whole festival beyond just the dogs. Yeah. It's like you're only seeing one part of Yulin. <laughs> you're not getting the full picture. There's, <laughs> there's, there's so much more to it. You know, so like there's just, it's, it's a fun time. Like, yeah, dogs are in cages, like getting skinned alive and boiled, but like there's also a really fun, like water. Like what are gun guns thing. thing yeah and like she comes like she's like shows up at her <laughs> friend's apartment and they're all just like sitting there like like where have you been we've been doing yulin posters and she's like i've been i've been out with jonas mm-hmm. oh and how's he doing has he made any posters i guess not because he actually likes yulin huh yeah. maybe you shouldn't be here anymore mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's like a slow walk she like walks down the street to like sad music <laughs> yeah yeah trying to figure out her, her life like why why does she have to fall in love with this guy of all people mm-hmm. you know but it's like a it's a real opportunity for different cultures to learn about each other and, and then, accept each other for who they are and then when she's at the festival she realizes like does he even like me or am i just like an accessory here it's like he cares more about these people and she's like you know what i'm going back to america okay? yeah and she's like in the airport and he shows up and he's like look what i got for you and it's a puppy that he saved from yulin yeah for her because she means that much to him that he's willing to save the puppy from his favorite festival yeah yeah i yeah. love it it's it's beautiful they kiss the music swells yulin rages on but that's okay because they found love they found love yeah and they saved a puppy mm-hmm. yeah the end it's beautiful it's stunning i love it <laughs> it's like yulin <laughs> it's like yulin <laughs> on your wedding day 
they get married <laughs> they at, get married at <laughs> yeah <laughs> while the credits roll a yulian activist <laughs> got on a plane <laughs> meant for china <laughs> but ended up in Taiwan. It was really awkward. It's like meeting a man and then meeting his fellow Yulin dog meat festival <laughs> participant friends. <laughs> his beautiful fellow Yulin dog meat participant friends. Oh, wow. We're going there. We went there. We had a lot of Yulin talk. We have so much. I could go for hours. I could do a separate podcast <laughs> just about Yulin. Yulin parody songs? Yeah, I live in for it. Ulanis. Yeah. I mean, she, I don't want to harp on this joke about Alanis doing Yulin, but <laughs> she has an oeuvre outside of Jagged Little Pill. And honestly, like, if she, if there ever was a parody song by Alanis for Yulin, it would probably have to be Thank You. Oh, thank yeah. you, Yulin. Thank you, Lisa Vanderpump. Thank you. Thank you, dogs who are alive and dead. Thank you. Thank you, dog meat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like yeah that, that, that part where it gets like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be really powerful. It'd be really powerful. I'm afraid that the more I like harp on this point, the more I'm just like losing you subscribers. I feel like this is a con, like, co- like making fun of Yulin is a controversial stance. Because <laughs> people are not going to get it. People are going to be like, are you guys, wait, are you guys pro Yulin? <laughs> I haven't actually decided where I fall on the Yulin spectrum. For the record, I just want to remind people, I did say I I neither love nor like Yulin. Yeah, I don't love it or like it. Yeah, good. But I do like an Alanis parody. I like an Alanis parody, mm-hmm. and I like when it's talked about on reality shows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have Googled it, and I don't like Googling it. I would never Google it. No, I, I, so too much. part of the part of my like Patreon for this podcast is that I do a hierarchy of darkness. So it's like an interactive mm. poll where people can rank the darkest things about Vanderpump Rules, mm. and then I like publish it into a master list, just like trying to catalog. It's like a scientific experiment. Mm. But Yulin, the Yulin Dog Meat Festival, is one of the things I ask people to vote on, <laughs> and. In the in the polls that I make, I usually put a picture, but I didn't want to like make this fun podcast poll with like an actual picture no. of Yulin. So instead, I put a picture of Lisa Vanderpump at her like at a Stop Yulin yeah, event and Yulin forever. But then I think that people voters got confused that I was actually just talking about her Stop Yulin thing, so it didn't get ranked very dark because like ten is the darkest something you get ranked, <laughs> and like one is the least dark, and it got like a five. And I was like, did everyone not get the memo? Like, like Yulin, I guess I need to murder. spell out like what Yulin is, but I also just didn't want to traumatize them. Yeah, you. I think you did the right thing. Yeah, I think I did. Well, maybe. Maybe we'll just have to revote on it well, now yeah, that they know everything. The Yulin revisitation. We've spilled the Yulin beans. They mm-hmm. can make a more informed voter decision. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we thought that through. Yeah. Um. So I'm. <laughs> wait. I love when Katie says to Saucy, she goes, "So I'm going to make you dead in the eyes, but still pretty." <laughs> Which was really <laughs> that was good. my favorite part. That entire scene when they were just sort of describing their look. Yeah. You know, their lookbook was basically, you know, like I'm like dead. But, like, I just died, so I still have my fake tan, mm-hmm. and I'm still hot, but I'm just, like, very recently dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've only been dead for 24 hours, and we're, like, all, like, hot sluts in a morgue. Yeah. Like, rigor mortis is just starting to kick in, so mm-hmm. I'm, like, a little stiff, but it's just, like, me on a date anyway. Yeah. And, like, my boobs are really perky because yeah. of the stiffness, so it works. Yeah. Like, morgue chic. Shot in the head chic. Was Shot in the head chic. 
Sean Hedge. <laughs> that was basically all of us watching this. Yeah. Sandoval trying to get dressed for the party, too, was a real, like, he's a stress case he, when it comes to mm-hmm. events. And I liked how the more frazzled he got mentally, the more his choices became international because he had like a kilt on and yet was also trying on <laughs> like an Indian, what's it called? Sherwani, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. You know, she was, it was like, okay, this is like an interesting, <laughs> um, like cultural mashup of kilt and like Indian jacket. Okay. Yeah. With like Marilyn Manson eyes. Yeah. He was like really, he was going, taking the theme and then trying to apply it to different areas, which yeah. I appreciated. He had no vision, unfortunately. I think that he, I think he ended on a good note, though. Well, I mean, thank God he has an emergency contact that he reserves solely for costume yeah. issues. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he looked, his look, I felt like complimented Ariana's. Pointy. Yeah, it was very pointy. And yeah. then I'm into him in those contacts. That's what we were saying, too. Really? He's like oddly like attractive and he's in hot in the contacts yeah it's like an icy blue eye i think he's been looking really good this season he's had yeah. like a few angles where he's just like been staring off into something and it's like tom is looking really good these days yeah i'm into i'm into sandoval's look i wish that he would like clean up his fashion sense a little bit yeah because that mock tea zip yeah with the blazer but he's expressing me. his personality. You know, he like built his foundation, but the shoes and the, and the pants are, are his foundation. Yeah. And expressing the personality with a top. <laughs> what did he say last episode where he was, it was like when they're shopping in this suit store and he's like, it's just like so great when you just feel good. You like put on clothes, you fucking love them or something like that. And he was like walking out. I was like, you look like a psychotic person. Like he's wearing like huge baggy shorts and like weird, like fashion sneakers. I just like couldn't get down. Well, there was that iconic moment from last season. He goes, wait, dudes, wait. I want everyone to take a moment and to visualize your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy. Britt had to tell Jax that he wasn't allowed to come to World Dog Day. And then Jax's response was, I thought I'd been doing better. I've been going to Reiki. (laughs) (laughs) Reiki fixes everything. Reiki is fixing everything for him. A few little taps here and there, and you're good to go. A few people have said that they think that he's, like, banging the Reiki healer. I think that's the implication. Yeah. I think that's the implication. I don't know if it's true. I mean, on this show, though. I feel like anything could happen. Yeah, I feel like they're just trying to allude to that. I mean, if that were happening, I would secretly love that, but I don't think he is because, because Jax and Brittany are all together, all up in each other's business on Instagram. Yeah. And I feel like if there were a Reiki situation, I don't know if we'd be seeing them together. I don't, I don't think even Brittany would go back to that, but I feel like. Because they were together prior to the summer and then they, there was like a breakup period, mm-hmm. but there have been several on and off moments, I think, since the summer. Yeah. And then currently they're back on as of like Christmas yeah. holidays. So maybe the Reiki stuff came to a head, like mm-hmm. either after filming or right at the end. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. It's I mean, the Reiki, it's, 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 fa- it's fascinating, but we do know one thing. Call me Jason. Call me Jason. Yeah. She goes, who's going to own this anger? I won't <laughs> let will? it be me. <laughs> who is going who, to? Someone though? has to own it. I'm like, who will, though? <laughs> I think he should. He probably First should. First and foremost, he just should own it one time. It should be like a co-parenting between Jax and Jason. Yeah. Yeah. They can both own it. <laughs> they both can because they're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> but like, let's own it and then we can like disown it. Yeah. 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 I don't I, understand your full process. I don't. 
I don't, you know, this is my first significant exposure to Reiki and I feel like I'm learning it wrong. I think, I think you are. I don't <laughs> think that this is Reiki because I think I've experienced Reiki and it's more of like a no touch massage type of thing. Mm. Like it's like people just like, like put their hands really close right. to you. It's like an energy healing. Okay. Um, I didn't know that it involved taps, but. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't delved super into it. I the woman who does Jax's Reiki healing was recently featured on a Goop, like a special really? Goop event. Yeah, which blew my mind. Wow, that was too close. That's too close for comfort. Like two worlds two converging. Worlds. I'm really uncomfortable with them being in each other's universes. Yeah. I mean, Jax does make me think of Goop, but not in the Gwyneth Paltrow sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Tom and Ariana. Oh wait, Patrick. Yeah, is a dick. He's I don't like him at all. Awful. He's awful. He's awful. And I'm really glad that Stasi and Patrick broke up. Me too. Um, uh, because he's terrible. I'm like, this, this is why you walked away. You walked, you went to New York for this guy. Yeah. He, and like you went through, you've been going through emotional bullshit because of this guy with he a man sucks. bun. He's a bro with a man bun. He's a bro like, with a curly man bun. Yeah. A textured man bun. Yeah. And he didn't dress up for her party, which I thought was I, really rude. So mad at that. I'm yeah. Like, so, so she's spending all this money and whatever or an effort. Uh, who knows if she's spending the money, but she's spending the effort yeah. to get all this stuff to do this, this thing. It's important to her. Like at least do something token, even all if you're not you into it. Do, like make, put dark makeup under your eyes. Or, or like one a, stream like, of blood out your nose. Or, or like some sort of like t-shirt or something. Like there are ways to do it where you don't have to sacrifice your unique Patrickness, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, uh, to, so you can still do the costume. And said so he's like, <sighs> I gotta be in my man bun with my, like my long sweater thing. I was like, you look like the Unabomber. Like stop. I'm not into it. He's just like a big bro. And, and I, I don't think that he's like charming or, or anything special. And I honestly think the whole Amsterdam thing is a little fucked up. That's really weird. Like, I don't understand the sequence of events. Like, so it's yeah. like they got in a fight. Like, she reached out to him to like try and sex him. He brushed her off. So they got in a fight. And then she said, well, I'm just going to like go find someone else. Yeah. Then he blocked her. But for the length of time that he was in Amsterdam. So it makes yeah. me think that he was actually like going out and doing stuff. Absolutely. He's in Amsterdam. He definitely was because yeah. normally it would be, I mean, from my understanding of, of like a tumultuous relationship, mm-hmm. um, I'm very lucky that I'm not in one of those. Yeah. But like from what I've seen on TV and from like other people, <laughs> like when someone does that thing, like, well, I'm going to go find with someone else. And then there's a blocking. It's usually by like the next day. Mm-hmm. There's like an unblock. Yeah. Especially if one of you is going off to Europe and it's like, it's, you know, it's like, there's like an unblock. Yeah. And the fact that he blocked If you're her, together, because they are together yeah. at this point in time. Yeah. And he, they're like boyfriend, girlfriend again. Together. And he blocked her for his entire European vacation. I think that's like fucked up. And he's like, yeah, I mean, um, there were a few moments like when I went to the Van Gogh Museum when uh, I sort of missed her and I, I got like a little emotional, but like whatever. I'm like, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, and how really about weird. you did feel a little something? How about you like unblock her and be like, Send her a picture of where you are and be like, hey, thinking of you. Is yeah. that so wrong? So they just like didn't speak the entire time. I guess not. That's weird. And then for that to happen and then him to unblock and then her being like, come to my fun birthday party. Like, I guess I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation, but. Well, I just feel like. And what is she so, she's so nervous about him being right. there. I just feel like he 
she's found this guy who like she doesn't act like herself really around him like she's more demure and like he kind of diminishes her like shine and i think that it increases like he really cuts her self-esteem and like I mean, I think it's like she sometimes she probably has low self-esteem to begin with, which is what led her into his arms in the yeah. first place. But like he's not helping like raise her up or make her a better no. person. He probably fills her head with all sorts of things like um, like he'll like like she's so lucky that he's finally agreed to be on camera. You yeah. know, so she's like so nervous that like he'll he'll just not want to be on camera anymore or whatever. Like he's sort of I feel like he sort of dangles something like he dangles himself over her yeah and it's also interesting to think about like when she left the show it was right around the time that he came in the picture so he's probably like you're better than the show the show fucking sucks like blah 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 like just come with me and then she did and walked away from the only thing she really had going on which is unfortunate yeah because those residuals from amazing race family edition are not coming through (laughs) nor are the ones from queen bees or whatever other show she was yeah But, you know, the thing is, um, I almost don't even think that he said, like, oh, come to New York because you're better than the show. I feel like he was like, um, I'm like the shit. And, like, he, he, like, did this thing where she felt, like, smarter by being around him because she was like, oh, my God, Patrick is so witty. He's, like, witty AF and, like, just as smart. Like, there's this whole, like, cult of Patrick. And yeah. It's like, we have not seen any evidence of it so far. No. I mean, know? I've never sought out any of his, like, recordings or, like, shows to, like, yeah, me neither. I'm, but I also am not interested. What I've seen here has led me to believe that if I go down that road, it'll it's just be more of the same. Disappointing. I, I think that, like, um, he probably says a lot of, like, pseudo-intellectual bullshit that sounds appealing. And, mm-hmm. like, if you've just left a show in, like, in, like, in, you just, in a whirlwind of, of, like, self-importance and you've gone off to New York to be the sophisticate you've always wanted to be and then you meet someone who's, saying things in pseudo intellectual way unlike me right now <laughs> but, but you're like talking in this way and you make you know you make you're making like semi literate references cuz you just like s- someone just was talking to you about like Maureen Dowd and so you mentioned oh, like that's so Maureen <laughs> Dowd you know and like you've come to New York you meet this guy who makes these references who seems like he's so urbane mm-hmm. and cultured and smart and like I don't think he even has to say you're better than the show she's thinking to herself oh my god I've, this is the life I'm meant for. Yeah. I finally did. Like, I finally met the one. Like, this is the person to get me out of this whole thing. Exactly. And I think that she holds him up on a on a pedestal for some reason. And she doesn't have to because she's Stassi. Because she's Stassi. And she also, like, started her own pod. I, I, what I do kind of love about the relationship is that she started a podcast just being like, hmm, let me see about this. And then grew it to be, like, a crazily successful endeavor yeah I was, which i'm sure chaps his ass like so hard yeah that you know actually, that he's like resentful that's such a good point of that resentful af yeah for real because i was looking at the charts earlier today like overall charts you know mm-hmm. and like our podcast does well in the tv and film silo yeah but like hers is like top 200 of overall yeah which is actually a huge accomplishment that's a huge accomplishment yeah like you can't like sh- i mean I wish I could shit on it, but I can't really shit on that. Fact. You can shit on it. You can, yeah. You can. You can mm-hmm. say, oh, she didn't really deserve it. She's on TV. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. But the truth is, yeah, it's worth it for her to have a super po- popular podcast where she says problematic things on it. 
only because we know it bothers him with whatever show he's on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's great. I it's like great. that. That's the only part of that podcast that I really like. That's my favorite part about it. Yeah. Straight up it Patrick <laughs> hates it. Yeah. Patrick hates it. I really dislike him. Yeah. Same. I'm ready for him to go. And honestly, okay, I'll say this too. I, um, you know, you know the whole, you know, when they broke up, you remember it was like, she was like crying. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like they went ridiculous. to, he, they were, she was going to go to Mexico. She was going to go to Mexico. I, the one time I ever hung out with Stassi was the day before. And the she, day before Patrick dumped her? Yes. Whoa. I was supposed to actually hang out with her a second time uh-huh. the next day. Yeah. But then this Patrick, this Patrick business happened and she was like a crying wreck. <laughs> but she was so excited about that Mexico trip. Yeah. And this is not to be like, whoa, with Stassi. But she was like, I'm so excited. We're finally getting weak. And that, she was like prattling on. I didn't really listen to half of it because yeah. I was like, oh, it's like, I don't care about your boyfriend, yeah, whatever. But she was yeah. generally like happy. She was going on this trip. She had a week long thing. She's excited to get away. And then he like dumps her right like the night the night before. That's like shitty. That's, That's shitty. shitty. Even for someone like Stassi. Yeah. Like it's funny when Stassi gets shat on. Yeah. For sure. Like I loved, I was like laughing watching her like Snapchat. It was hilarious. And stuff. But it's also like if. A boyfriend, if a boyfriend did that to one of my friends, I would be irate. Yeah. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. Like, as much as it, like, her bawling on Instagram and then being mad at people who were laughing at her yeah. was like great theater. <laughs> Don't <it's>... be mean. <laughs> Don't, the, that one, like, classic <laughs> screenshot of her tear stained face. And I'm like, we were supposed to hang out tonight and this is what you're doing instead. <laughs> but like, um, but still, objectively, it's fucked up what Patrick did. Yeah. And it just all goes in the, in the Patrick file of why yeah. I dislike him. If he's a fucking asshole. Fucking asshole. Yeah. A different... It's like, he's just on a different Jack's type of spectrum. He, he actually is. You yeah. He is. I guess she's dating someone new now who's, like, pretty mm, hot. Really? As From what I've seen on social media. Okay, that's But good. I also, like, don't... I mean, I'm unclear on what his vibe is yeah i'm just gonna assume he's ultimately gonna be terrible yeah i'm sure <laughs> if you've dated jacks and then patrick uh, uh third time's the charm <laughs> for a real doozy third time's the charmless <laughs> yeah Kristen also suddenly is not a patrick fan which was weird because i seem to recall a moment where patrick came over to stassi's in that feminine trench coat and Kristen like <laughs> flipped out like she was so happy to see him she was like i love them like i love him together and oh. then suddenly this episode she's like i hate patrick he's a fucking <laughs> dick like blah 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 if he had ever said that like Jax, she would scoop his heart out with a spoon like Kristen. <laughs> That's such a good observation. You're right. She totally was like, oh my God, they're like a forever couple. Oh, you know, I and was thrown. Yeah. And now she's changed. I mean, obviously they filmed this interview yeah. after it was a pickup. You yeah. Know? Yeah. As they say in the business, but, um, <laughs> it's a pickup, but, um, yeah, that was a little bit of a pivot and I actually appreciated it. Yeah. You know, I'm into it. I like when all the girls start ganging up against the guys because yeah. like, the men on the show literally get away with murder and they murder. don't get. It's like, I mean, it's rare to see anyone on this show get held accountable for their actions in a real way, but the men just don't get as much shit as all the yeah. women do. And all, and the women are partially complicit in this because they like to shit on each other rather than like hold the men accountable. Yeah. But I appreciate any time that it's like, they're all just going to do a takedown of one of the guys. It is really good. Although it's been sad because they've really been trying to take down Jax and... It hasn't really been working, you know? No. I mean, I don't think 
I think Britney is like her mind is made up. Yeah. And so there he could do anything. He could. As long as he says some token things like, I'm a terrible person, I hate myself, I don't deserve to be on this planet. She's like, oh Jax, you know? <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is gonna happen on the rest of this season? I know, it is a little weird. It's almost like upsetting that it's wrapping like that that arc is almost wrapping up. Yeah, it's come out so hot out the gates that then yeah. when it's showing the rest of the season, I'm like, okay, but where's the like, where, where's the rest of this like juicy stuff? Like, are we just gonna yeah. have to live in this like weird Jackson Brittany alternate reality for the next like two I, months? Yeah, I guess maybe the arc is that they work things out and they, they wind up in a place of happiness, which no one wants. No, they, and Vanderpump always does this where it's like they, torture you as a viewer for episodes and episodes of these horrible relationship dynamics that yeah. you actually like you get addicted to and you can't stop watching and mm-hmm. then they do something like make them get married at the end and yeah. have everyone be like oh my god it's the most beautiful day and like love is all that matters mm-hmm. and you're kind of feel like you're being emotionally manipulated because yeah. part of you is like oh i guess that is kind of sweet That's but then nice. you're like what the fuck yeah, I agree. I mean, part of me feels like the arc is is less about Brittany and Jax. It's more just about the decline of Jax. Because I wouldn't be surprised if the finale is somewhere along the lines of Jax getting fired. It looks like they're he leading. He gets fired. And yeah. Yeah, it looks like that might be like the finale. Or maybe that might be three quarters of the way through. And maybe he gets his job back at the very end. But Or maybe it's like he hits rock bottom, mm-hmm. you know, and then Reiki saves the day. And then yeah. he's like, you know what? At the end of the season, he's like, I'm going to get back on the path. You know, I've got a great girl. I've been treating him terribly. I had a great job. And Jax is gone. Jason is here. Yeah. Which I would hate. I would hate it if that's how it pans out. What if he turns into like the nicest, sweetest guy? He's like gets into yeah. yoga. He yeah. stops the supplements and just becomes like Jason. Becomes Jason. He's like I would spiritual. never believe it. I would never believe it. Yeah. Because he knows exactly. He could never what, trust. Yeah. Never. He knows exactly what to say to everyone. Do you think Britney's pregnant? Or do you think that's just like some bullshit that they're trying to do to us? I don't think she's pregnant. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. That's. We have, Has any pregnancy rumor ever like panned out? No. Never. And also, if she was pregnant, we would know at this point because yeah. that would have filmed. Yeah, that's cheap that they did the pregnancy thing there. I know. It's like. Do we find out about Faith? Has she had her period yet? I don't know. I don't know if Mother Nature has come calling for Faith. I don't think that she's pregnant. <laughs> she just like hit like very instinct. early menopause. <laughs> she's like, well, I haven't had my period, but I'm not pregnant. So. Have we ever. No one has. Still, no one has commented on the hospice patient. <laughs> I would like to know about that. Lady. I need to know more. I need to know. It's like speaks to just the craziness of the Vanderpump universe that like sh- this could happen. And no one is like flagging that as especially weird or <laughs> yes. like disturbing or like I would be talking if I knew a friend or someone in my friend group that had that experience, yeah. I would never let it go. I want to know, first of all, why Faith has like a, is like doing hospice care and second of all, what happened to this lady? And third of all, when are we going to address the fact that there's kind of a trend on this show of like 
boinking someone while someone's in the next room. Yeah. They it's, love that. They love that. They get off on that. They do get off on that. It's their fetish. It really is. Yeah. It happens a lot. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's a conscious decision, too. It's mm-hmm. not like... And especially with Jax, that might be actually more of a fetish of his than anyone else's. Yeah, foot fetish and and like the stinky foot fetish, stinky foot fetish, and then like having sex with someone when someone's in the next room, like one wall over, one wall one away, one wall of separation. Yeah. Oh, I was living for Molly Mackler in the background. There was like one shot of her at Ariana's party. I was looking to see if she was there. It's right when Ariana walks into the party. So like Sandoval announces her. She walks in and then it cuts to like the party goers. And then Molly's like doing like a really good (laughs) dance in her like cape and crown. And it was so satisfying to see her. I saw Molly's best friend in the background. So it's like, I'm sure Molly's has to be there. Yeah. Oh, she was there. I actually find her. She had a really good dance moment. I, I need to I film it. it. Yeah, I need to go back and, and see that because I want to see her dance moment. Yeah, I aspire to have a dance moment on Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, that would be... You need one. I don't think I've ever seen Vanderpump Rules being filmed. Not, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've been like been around the cast members. Yeah. I've been to the restaurants, etc. But I don't think I've actually seen it filmed. And I think that's like very important to me. It is. You should... I highly recommend. I've seen it filmed three times. Wow. So I'm a veteran, but it's always, it's weird because it's like, it's at these social events that are like set up like parties, but yeah. it's not really a party where you could go talk to anyone. Like, yeah. Or if you see someone, you know, like, it's like, I was friendly with Ariana and Tom and would want to go into a party and be like, Hey, what's up? But it's like, they're filming something. Yeah. So you can't interrupt. And it's just, for me, it catches me really off guard. It's, uh, yeah, I feel it's like, like it's weird. getting too close. It's like seeing how the milk is made or something like mm. that. It's like very. Yeah, how the sausage is made. Yeah, that's like how the sausage the is made. milk is pretty Thank straightforward. You. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, unless something really sinister is happening. <laughs> that's true. I don't know about the Vanderpump Rules milk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I have gone to a few different events mm-hmm. where I've been promised there'd be, um, like Vanderpump Rules filming and every time it's not happening. That's and rude. so I've just like, I've given up on chasing the dream. Yeah. Um, I did to circle back to the Hills. I did get to, I did once go to a bar and the Hills was filming in there. It was Audrina going on a date with um, Ryan Cabrera. Amazing. And I felt like I should just be happy with that. Yeah. I saw the Hills filming once at the W hotel in Westwood, I think in like a, the restaurant. So they yeah. were like all in the middle lit and, yeah. But in a crowded restaurant, which mm-hmm. I feel is not something that generally happens on reality TV anymore. Yeah. yeah, I I feel like to have witnessed a filming of The Hills, like to see anything of The Hills being filmed, is like saying you were there, like you were original cast member of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. To bring that back, you yeah. know? Or like, oh yeah, I was in the writer's room um, season one on... Seinfeld or something, you know, like mm-hmm. I was there you when I, saw, the I, Simpsons. Saw, I invented the Simpsons. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw the magic happening. It's I was a moment. On, in living color, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, really? You got to see that. We're, um, we're so lucky. That's we're what I'm so, saying. we're blessed. We're blessed. Truly. Hashtag. Yeah. Anytime You're, that I've been on Vanderpump rules and it's like cut in a brief moment to me, I'm like kind of just like deer in the headlights. Yeah. I, I'm loving it. Like I'm loving being there, but I'm also nervous. Yeah. I, um, I got to go to, um, the last summer, I got to go to the summer house of summer house. And while all the summer houses were at 
the summer house? Yes, I was wow. fully in the summer house oh experience. <laughs> and I think the episode where I'm going to be on mm-hmm. is like in a it's week coming? or two. It's like a week or two. Oh my God, fun. And so it's the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, like what angles did they get of me? Like, am I am I going to be like slouched over? Are my man boobs going to be sort of like in bad lighting because I have like a chest issue? So I'm like very nervous. Were you like, were you in a swimsuit? No, it was at nighttime. Okay. And I was just there and it was, um, it was like, it was actually like such a highlight in my life because yeah. it was like, it's what, cause you know, it's one of those shows where you're just like, you're, it's, it's like a real world type show, right? Where the cameras are everywhere. And mm-hmm. so it's not like the hills or Vanderpump rules where you go to a shoot. It's like you, you step into the house and you're on the show. Oh, okay. You're in the shoot yeah. when you go yeah. in. And that's like exhilarating. That is exhilarating. To be like, oh my God, this is, this is the house where they all talk and fight, you know, yeah. and I'm in it. Yeah. While it's happening. It's like, so it's like a voyeuristic moment, but then you're the one being watched now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch Summer House or do you stay? I don't. I've, I've stayed away from Summer House. Mm. Um, but now I'm hearing like people are into it. There's rumblings this season that people are like liking it. I thought last season was great. You loved last season. I loved season. last season. Okay. The season, the first episodes, I'm like, okay. And now it's like, okay. It's just, it, it, it's kind of like a perfect, um, denouement to Vanderpump Rules, mm-hmm. you know, because Vanderpump Rules is so intense and so amazing. And then you sort of like go into like the, 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 the light pettiness of Summer House. Yeah. And by the end of the episode, you sort of get wrapped up in something stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. Yeah. I, I'm into it. And it like probably is good for like, yeah, the denouement, like a come down after you get all jacked up on that Vanderpump energy. <laughs> yeah. and it's you like the methadone to, like, clinic. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Try it. Give it and, and I'll give it a shot with it. Just know it's, not, it might not be like an instant love. Yeah. Give it, it's, I hate to be one of these people that says it, but give it like two or three episodes. You should sort of, get into it your first feeling is gonna be these people are like boring and yeah. they're not doing anything they're just like drinking and like ha- i don't get it mm-hmm. but let it like wash over you yeah i have yeah. to decant it decant it yeah let it aerate okay and just just enjoy it but now now i want to watch the episode that you're on i'll let you know okay you have i to. don't know i don't truly know when it's coming on but just i'm like using the timeline of the show the show's very much like july 8th weekend mm-hmm. whatever so i'm using the timeline there to be like my weekend is coming up I yeah because i know what weekend i was there so I'm yeah like, it's exciting that's a really exciting i was screaming at stassi and kristen and katie's fight mm. like when st- when kristen is like they're sitting outside wait so the fight happened because the stripper Saucy was just getting irritated that they were trying to get her to take a shot out of a stripper's ass. Yeah, I think so. I think Saucy, first of all, was wasted during that scene. Because when, you know, they were getting the stripper, like they were talking with the stripper, and the stripper's like all excited and everything. And they're like, get Saucy. And someone kind of drags her in, and she's like, her eyes are like unfocused. (laughs) She walked in like a mummy. She was like, like, like all her joints were, she was in her rigor mortis state. She was in full rigor mortis. Like like her knees were not moving, (laughs) her arms, she was like, oh, I don't know if I, I hope people who listen can understand what that noise. Yeah, conveys. I think you, I think you got it. Yeah. So she was already like in a non-rational place, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Stassi, come on, do a body shot," and she's like, "No, she's not a prop," you know. Yeah. And then shit hit the fan. And then shit hit the fan. But the stripper, I'm like weirdly obsessed with their obsession with the stripper from New Orleans. Like they just ran into her somewhere. That's Is she weird. originally from LA? Like. The stripper seems to be like really excited to be there. I was, 
I was getting excited for a moment there because the stripper was getting a little bit too much time. Like at first it was like, oh, look, there's the stripper, which I thought was a callback. Yeah. And then they were talking to the stripper again and then having body shots. And I was like, did this stripper sleep with Patrick? Is this what we're getting to? Because this is going to be amazing. <laughs> oh my God. So I was that, really, like, that's why she's freaking out is because the stripper had, yeah. So I was getting excited for that, but it never really came to fruition. No, it was just like, I'm like, where did they run into her? Like, I need yeah. a lot more intel of this, like, stripper's background. Yeah. What was her name again? Like, Leah or Olia or... Maybe Aaliyah sounds right. <laughs> I don't Celeste. know. It really could be. And you could have <laughs> yeah. said any name. Yeah. And I'd been like, yeah, yeah. it's definitely that. I'm pretty sure her name is Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to, like... They invited the stripper to just come to the party, like, as a guest. And then the stripper showed up to be a stripper. Yeah. I yeah. think she came originally to be a guest. And then was, like, she just was, like, She I read know. the room. Yeah. She's, like, I can <laughs> I can take this party. And, like, this party needs help. Yeah. There's a small ranch fountain. There's a small ranch fountain. This is a weird cave. Sparsely populated <laughs> with both people and, like, random dead let, let, bodies. Let me do some splits on the bar. Yeah. Let's just, like, up this a little bit, yeah. you know? Katie was so into it. Who, she she's was. also wasted, too. That was almost, like, the most, like, carefree I've seen Katie in, like, a few seasons. She was, like, having fun. She was being fun. Yeah. She seemed very carefree. It's amazing what can happen when you go, like, two seasons without having your boyfriend spill water on your head. You know? Yeah. It really opens you up. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Kristen goes, you're being a fucking bitch. And Susie goes, it's my birthday i just love telling someone they're being a fucking bitch like your best friend yeah yeah and then just uh the catch-all but it's my birthday yeah like i'm allowed to be they're also verbally abusive to each other screaming at each other at this like faux back alley of sir it was like back alley of non-sir and i was like no sir no sir yeah no sir and like and i love to kristen's like you know, I used to chase Stassi, but not anymore. <laughs> and she has her moment of being like, fuck this. I'm not fucking chasing her. And Katie's just kind of like, what just happened? Like still has yet to like comprehend and catch up to what's going on. Yeah. Katie is like a little bit in an emotional riptide at the moment. <laughs> and Kristen is having like faux growth being like, there was a time when I chased <laughs> after her. But like I'm grown now and I'm dating Carter. And we like to watch Turtles race. And yeah. like, I don't know. I'm going to go back downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like her, her big stand. Kristen's like, I need more booze. I was a little disappointed because I wanted to find out what actually happened to Stassi. She just walked away. And then it was yeah, like, it just ran then off. we're like the dog, the dog festival. Yeah. And I was like, is she okay? Yeah. Where did she go? Where did she go? Did she get in an Uber? Because no one went after her. No, and I love Kristen's like, well, her whole family's here. And none of them ran after her, so everyone knows not to do it. And there, <laughs> it's like, so whenever your friend is just like blackout drunk, wasted, running down the street, everyone's just lets her go. Yeah, they called her bluff. Yeah. And Stas was like, fine, you're going to call my bluff? I'm going to call your bluff. I'm going to get into an Uber right now. Yeah. Because obviously she does that because she and Patrick went like a whole vacation span of, of like, like no speak no no speak and i love to one of their like fight tactics is just to put headphones in in the middle of a fight did you catch that while they were getting ready no. they were like talking about fighting with their boyfriends and then Stassi was like saying she just put her headphones in in the middle of the fight 
And Chris was like, I love doing that. I just like put my headphones in. And I was like, these women are insane. They I are. cannot imagine dating one of them and trying to like rationalize, like have like a productive conversation because they fucking would put their headphones in and they just would. stare at you and like turn the volume up really, really loud. <laughs> yeah. And, like, like Reiki on tape. Yeah. And like they have, they have no fucks left to give when Not- it comes to trying to like work things out with a loved one. Yeah. I also don't understand Patrick's logic for when they're like, um, so you guys didn't talk for like a week. He's like, uh huh. We went like eight months without talking. So I think it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, why is that like the high bar of like your, your survival techniques with Stasi? Like that's, that should be like the shame that yeah. like, Oh God, I really fucked it up. I went eight months and I almost lost her. Yeah. So now I know never to do that again. But no, it's like, I'm going to block and like go to Amsterdam. Yeah. Like I, like, I did it for eight months, so, like, a week is fine. I still have, like, seriously seven months and three weeks left I could do it for. Yeah. But then also his, like, his, that weird thing where he was, like, oh, she can, like, fuck other guys, but she can't yeah. date anyone seemed especially sinister. Yeah, and he's, like, because I don't want her to develop the emotional connection. I'm, like, well, what do you think is going to happen psychotic. when she fucks someone? Yeah. It's going to be emotional. But I'm also, like, that's, like great because i understand like kind of i kind of understand what he's saying but it's like that's even worse because you just actually want her to be unhappy i think it actually has less to do with her i think it's more like he's giving himself a pass to do that oh i think it's like his way of saying like this no i'm saying oh yeah you can do that and he's like oh and i'm gonna do it too because oh my God. this way I can do it and see, no, no, but that's like the arrangement because it's, it's maybe they're trying to negotiate like open relationship or like non-monogamous relationship. I feel like that's what he's working towards. If it hasn't already happened. Also, if you blocked someone and then we're in Amsterdam where it's like sex work is legal and rampant. And like, then you have a policy of that. It's okay to fuck other people. Cause it's not an emotional yeah. connection. You got that's your dick sucked in Amsterdam. Yeah, it's just, you're just like setting the groundworks to have an excuse to, just get your dick sucked. Yeah. Yeah. By Yolanda Hadid's cousin <laughs> in Amsterdam. By one of the models on Yolanda Hadid's new reality show. Yeah, it's like Yolanda, what's it called? Like the Yolanda Hadid modeling agency or yeah, something? It's like Yolanda's girls. Yolanda. <laughs> Yolanda be a model. <laughs> Yo, Londa MTV raps now. <laughs> Monroe winning the beauty pageant at World Dog Day seems like a fix. I I questioned the authority of the judges and the authority of this beauty pageant, and it made me question the entire mission of World Dog Day. Mm-hmm. How can you build such an important event around such a rigged ceremony? Yeah. Exactly. It was my thoughts. A travesty. Yeah, it was a travesty. Because that dog just did not deserve to win any pageants. I'm sorry. No, I'll I'll put it out right there. No, I don't think I saw like a dog in like a little tuxedo that I thought really Mm -hmm. had more of a fighting chance. Yeah, but there was the dog should not be allowed to compete. No, sir, staffers or cast members of the show should be allowed to enter the competition. Exactly. I mean, Tom and Ariana had a dog and a papoose. I loved that. That should have just the papoose alone. Yeah. It's a great accessory. I love a dog red carpet. Mm. And Lisa continually gives me a dog red carpet. Like yeah. there's been at least two dog red carpets in this season of Vanderpump Rules. I'm sure they have one in Yulin. Mm-hmm. But it's a little <laughs> more grim. It's very grim. <laughs> 
bring it back. Just want to make sure. I want to make sure Yulin gets really pulled highly this time in the. the yeah, year. it's like I'm like, hello, Darkness. you guys. It's a ten. I'm like, <laughs> make no mistake. Like, I'm not gonna put like pictures of a skin dog in a cage on the pole because I want to soothe everyone and make them lol. But it, Yulin is a ten. There's yeah. a life hack for yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Katie paid, oh wait, she reveals that she paid $1,400 because Stassi ran off into the yeah. night. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot, a lot of For the bar tab or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it was like a, maybe that part of that went to the, um, the, the diminutive ranch fountain rental. Yeah. <laughs> Returning the mini yeah. ranch fountain. Yeah. Maybe there was like a damage to the system and she had to like pay the, yeah, security deposit. They're like, we're holding this five hundred dollars security deposit yeah. for this <laughs> like, nineteen ninety nine ranch fountain <laughs> <laughs> from like fondues and more. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's really that's really it. So much. So much. I feel almost almost terrible that we talked so much about everything, and that like Sheena, uh, Sheena and Lala were barely a blip in the episode. It's I like know. it's not fair. I know they're not they weren't really like featured so much yeah but I'm looking forward to James and Lala's like weird reckoning whatever's happening Mm -hmm. and what do you want I have a question for you yeah what do you think about Lisa talking to Brittany and being like well uh, Jax hasn't even texted me I can't believe it no that's weird Her, her Lisa putting herself in a situation where it's like she has drama with the cast members of Vanderbilt rules is really rubbing me the wrong way this yeah. season. I agree. And I think it's weird that she's like, it feels inauthentic from Jax. Yeah. Like it's off brand for her because mm-hmm. she's the boss. So like, yeah. there should not be like that level of an emotional connection to the yeah. situation. And then it seems like she just wants more like camera time or something or yeah. yeah. You know, it would have been sort of secretly kind of hot. Who? Would have been, um, if like Lisa, this whole thing like really bothered Lisa. And she, mm-hmm. Let's say, she, I wish her reaction was that she just like shut down and was really quiet. And I wish <laughs> what would have been hot would have been if like somehow this like triggered something in Peter and he's like, listen, you fucking asshole. I've stood by everything. You are a piece of shit. This is Lisa Vanderpump. You get your act. Like he like went in on yes. Jax. That probably would have been like oddly like very hot. Oh like, my God. Yes. Right? Peter needs to step up to the plate. Like he just gets enraged. Like he's like, he's so easygoing. He's so nice. But like you want to. He's not going to take it anymore. You don't cross Lisa Vanderpump. And like he steps up and he's like, no, I'm the manager here. <laughs> You're the bartender. <laughs> you don't do that. You know, like he's yeah. like it possesses him. And like the way he like. Him standing up for Lisa mm-hmm. and like knowing how 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 far he had to been pushed to feel that way. Yeah, that would have been so hot. That would have been major. Also, like, where's Ken in this situation? I feel like Ken always has Lisa's back, but then was weirdly absent. Now that I think about it, at the Beverly Hills yeah. lifestyle party when Jax was being such an asshole, he's probably napping somewhere with a puppy inside his shirt. He like fell asleep standing <laughs> up. Someone just like leaned him against the wall and they were like, he needs his little nap time. Yeah, I think so. Cause like part of the great thing about Lisa fighting with any of the cast members is that eventually Ken lump- limps over yes. and then like says a thing or two. He, he, he like daughters he into threatens action. Threatens them. I'll knock your spark out. <laughs> spark out. <laughs> and then like shuffles away. But that's like, a, we were, we got robbed of that. Yeah. 
So hopefully in the in the season or in whatever episode, Jack's like punches a phone, a pay phone. <laughs> so much phone violence. Yeah, in this so much. Especially Rules. not a pay phone. They already have enough to deal with. Yeah. Being phased out and such. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But hopefully Ken will make us an appearance there. Yeah, I want. I want put to put Jacks in his place. I would like. We need to have more a Ken. ceremonial Ken outrage moment. Yeah, and then again, I aspire for Peter to get like angry and hot. Like Peter's like, no, no, it's <laughs> no. not okay. It's you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm. I've been doing this for ten years. Like, my phone just <laughs> fell out of my pocket. My phone's like, yes. My phone just thumped out onto the floor. Peter's like, you know what? <laughs> I stood by. I've smiled. I've invited you on my bros trips. I've endured everything. I cut my hair for you, man. You said it would look good. I cut my hair for you, man. <laughs> you said it and would I look smiled. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this too much, this Beverly Hills Lifestyle magazine. It's not even about that. It's about Lisa. It's about Max. <laughs> it's about Pandy. They're at the bar. They're at the. They're working. Do you see them? They look around ha- the corner. That's them at the bar. A, do you see a? Do you see them with a bar kit right now? No, because they were told they're just supposed to muddle. They weren't even told that. It's not even their job. I'm sick of it, Jax. <laughs> That's what I want Peter to do. Yeah. We need an angry Peter moment. Yeah. And by the way, he's not going to get his movie financed until he shows that he can be a real director. And yeah. that's how he does it. Yeah. True. Right. Touche. What was the name of the movie? Like Raven something? Dark Raven? I can't remember. Something. He did another movie that he said was like an, his avatar. I uh, look forward to seeing it at the Burbank Film Festival, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Held at the AMC Theaters. Uh, the Sir Film Festival, <laughs> where they just like project it onto a wall. It's like Peter's film, and then we have a short from DJ James Kennedy, mm-hmm. uh, where he's this music video where he's getting paint splashed on him. Music video releases, Kristen's Reel, um, Lala's film, Pitching oh, that- Love. Pitching, it's like catching faith, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Can no. we watch that? We need to watch that. Is yeah. it available? It's um, available. Oh, it's available. I think you can watch it. I think we'd rent it on iTunes. Can we? Let's please. We need to have do a that. Viewing yeah. Pitching love, catching faith. Yeah. Which has a whole different meaning in this season. I know. It's like <laughs> catching, <laughs> catching faith. <laughs> pitching love and catching faith. Yeah, we got to watch that ASAP. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for having me on. I hope I did not just like make all your listeners run for the hills with the Yulin stuff. No, and, like, I live and laugh and love a Yulin moment, but I lo- don't love Yulin. Do not wait to, to the official stance. <laughs> official stance of both Watch What Robbins and Sex Unique podcast is, is that we neither love nor like the Yulin Dog yes, Meat Festival. But we support Alanis Morissette parody songs mm-hmm. that are sort of nebulous. The, the songs are can, can parody both Yulin and Yulin activists. Yeah, and we also support a rom com between a Yulin activist and a young West Hollywood. Ingenue, mm-hmm. who's trying to save the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just more Yulin content in general, yeah. I'm open to. Pitching Yulin, catching dogs. <laughs> Starring Lauren Kent. <laughs> Lauren Kent. Wait, is that how she goes by on it? Yeah. Lauren Kent. L A U R Y N. I'm glad that her, she spells Kent like K E N T instead of K Y N T. Oh, yeah. Same. That would be terrible. That would be too much. Yeah. Too much. E. <laughs> well, there was someone on the Amazing Race once named Kent. Kent oh, Vixen. really? 
and Kent spelled his name K Y N T. And I that's Kent. Yeah, but he's pronounced it Kent. And then I saw him at a roast beef um, shop here in L.A. A roast beef shop. Well. Top like, round? Have you ever been to it? Oh no, but yeah, it's fabulous. Okay. But he was there, and I, I'm fairly convinced he was high on meth. He was crazy. And he was like laughing at ketchup packets. And I was like, oh "What has God. happened to Kent? What Kent. has happened to Kent?" <laughs> Nothing <laughs> good. Nothing good. Yulin. He went to Yulin and came back a, a damaged <laughs> catching man. Catching meth, catching Kent. <laughs> Someone catch Kent, please. <laughs> the roast beef shop. At the roast. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of a Yulin twist. <laughs> oh yes, that involves a roast beef shop. Oh no! It just—I don't even know. I'm just saying that there could, <laughs> it could be, be a, a, it could be a reveal, a yeah, Hitchcockian moment. Yeah, it's like Get Out mm-hmm. of Yulin, mm-hmm. except it's like it's like Lisa Vanderpump is has a cup, has a teacup and she's swallowing the teaspoon <laughs> in it. She's like, "What are your thoughts on Yulin?" That's how she's getting here. She should just start actually like flying because like everyone loves like a fly out journey so like she should fly like the organizers of the yulin dog meat festival out and then invite them to stay at villa rosa and then get out them get get out oh my gosh you should totally get out them. she'll get out who, them. who she put she inside them tea so she could have rosia make some tea yeah then they she gets out them and then they go into the what's it called the fallen place the empty place the sunken place the sunken place which is also what sir is yeah sir and then is, they're, yeah <laughs> and then they just work at sir and just, are on the show wait so are you implying that the what waiters at sir are, are people who've been get outed from yulin she's, <laughs> that's yes. how she's she's taking yulin organizers and putting them in to sir Yes. Wow. It makes absolutely sense. Oh my god, sense. that makes total sense. That's and like what all G- of a sudden that's what Gigi is. Oh my god. And you know what? Anthony is the one who got out. Whoa. Whoa. On that note. Wow, blowing my mind. Yeah. I think I think that's enough. You that's know? enough. I think enough said. I mean you can't top it. My stomach is my stomach is starting to do weird noises. <laughs> Where I'm like nervous that Lisa's gonna like show up here because we just cracked the Ulin code. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> so we have to go into hiding. Yeah. All good right. Luck. <laughs> good night and good luck. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for coming. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Sexy Unique Podcast is brought to you by the following premium sponsors Lori Wheat, Meredith Good, and William Jones. Thanks to you guys, it's all happening. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.